Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Do not be afraid, little flock, for your Father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out, a treasure in heaven that will not be exhausted, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The uh, text that, that is on your screen is taken from Matthew 6, which was read, and Luke chapter 12. This is basically the same time and the same framework, except Luke says something a little different than Matthew does. But both of them talk about hidden treasure or treasure and talk about the, uh, the uh, fact that we lay up our treasure not in, on earth, but lay up our treasure in heaven. Treasures are always alluring to us. This text tells us that uh, where our heart is or where our treasure is, there is our heart also. Now, treasures, as I begin to say, treasures are uh, highly alluring to us. In other words, uh, we, when we think of treasure, we think of mounds of gold and silver and, and precious trinkets and bowls, golden and silver bowls and uh, precious uh, metals and all this sort of thing gives us an idea of, of treasure, and we think in terms of discovering that treasure. Uh, we all like the prospect of uh, finding some sort of a stunning treasure that we can accumulate and then, then uh, bring it to our, in, our, in our own treasure house and keep it for our own use. We love the prospect of, of uh, discovering these treasures. One, one thing that has actually uh, excited the imagination of people in the last uh, oh, 75 or 80 years is the discovery of King Tut's treasure by a man by the name of uh, Howard Carter. He was a British archaeologist, and in 1922, he, he was ab able to discover the treasure of King Tut, who was a young Egyptian monarch, he died when he was 19 years old, so he reigned from the time he was 9 until the time he was 19. And then he was buried in one of the tombs, Egyptian tombs, and uh, some have said that probably that tomb was his mother's instead of his. But regardless of that, uh, he was, he was, uh, his remains were found in a sarcophagus, and he had a golden mask, and that treasure is actually, since that time, and uh, it's traveled around the world, I think, four or five times and been, has been displayed in different museums under different venues. But it's a fabulous treasure, and it was, it was there. It wasn't a buried treasure now. That's a, there's a difference. It was a, it was a tomb, a burial place for the monarchs where they, were, uh, where they were given treasure to use when they passed over into the next life. So they were accumulating treasure here to take with them when they made the journey into the afterlife. That's different from buried treasure. 
Buried treasure we usually think of in terms of a pirate, like the uh, book written by Robert Louis Stevenson, Treasure Island, when uh, they, the little family was, uh, was adrift and came, came upon the island that is called Treasure Island, and there they discovered a buried treasure by pirates. Well, we, we all like to think of that, and so much so, it's so popular, really, it's, it's still popular, the idea of finding a treasure map when the X marks a spot. The, the, these are so popular that uh, people still market them. Some, some think that uh, Captain Kidd, back in the 17th century, the end of the 17th century, the first part of the 18th century, that uh, Captain Kidd buried his treasure on Long Island, and there are people still on Long Island looking for that treasure. Uh, however, the, the, he did bury something there. He buried a treasure at one time, but it was uh, dug up. They found it and, and recaptured it, the people that he had stolen it from. Now, that brings us to, the, to another point. In 2014, there was a TV series that began, and it's called The Curse of Oak Island. And it's based upon the idea or the legend that there was a buried treasure on this Oak Island, which is on the south coast of, uh, of Nova Scotia. And for over 200 years, people have been looking for a buried treasure on Oak Island. And uh, the, the stars of the show that's called The Curse of Oak Island is uh, Rick and uh, Marty Lagina, and they're from Michigan. And I was interested in this the other day, and I thought, well, I wonder how much they've spent in pursuit of that treasure. And come to find out that at this point, they've invested, or there has been invested by themselves and other investors along with them, over $5 million to find this buried treasure. And it's still going on. It's probably more money than the treasure would be if they did find it. But basically, what I want to tell you is, that historically, no one has ever found a pirate's buried treasure. It's never been found. In all the centuries that people have been looking for buried treasure, none has ever been discovered. Now, they have discovered some treasure that went down with some of the pirate ships off the coast in storms and so forth, but to, to dig up a buried treasure, it just hasn't happened. So, but... They're looking for it on Oak Island off of Nova Scotia. But once the treasure is captured and found, if we do find a treasure, and basically we're not going to find a treasure, but we can accumulate a treasure. Now that's what these two texts are talking about, accumulating a treasure. But the next step is when you accumulate a treasure, you have to have some place to store it. So the first problem we have is getting the treasure together. And the next difficulty is putting it somewhere where it's safe. And Jesus said not to put it where the moths and the rust can destroy it and corrupt it, or where thieves can break through and steal it. Now that's always been a problem with mankind as to where to put our treasures. Now today we can put our treasures in a bank, what we call a bank, or we can put it in a vault. And on the internet, if we 
have our treasure in some way, and, and basically that's the way money is transferred today. On the uh, not in the in actual cash form, but it's transferred in uh, stocks and certificates and so forth. So you, if you buy gold, unless you just go down somewhere that they have gold and buy the bars of gold or the the object of gold. Basically, when you buy gold, you buy gold certificates. And then those certificates are placed in deposit somewhere that's safe in a depository. And that has created a great uh, enterprise or a great business. So and that, that business is the business of security. How do we keep our treasure secure? Where do we put it so that it'll be there when we need it? So today, what we'd do is we would get a, if we have a, for instance, a document that we think is very important, we can get a home safe, a big safe with a combination, open it, made of steel or plutonium or whatever it may be, some impregnable uh, metal, and we can, we can put our, our uh, titles for our cars there, we can put our house titles there, we can put our insurance policies there, we can put all of our jewels and our trinkets and everything that, that is worth something to us, money, whatever. We can put that in the safe and lock it. And then we've got our treasure and we've got it in a safe place. At least we think it is. However, this doesn't seem to be a good place to keep treasure. So that, that makes a market for it. The market is, where do we put our treasure? Well, basically, that's where the banks come in. You can take your treasure to a safe deposit box and the bank says, I will protect your treasure for you. Just bring it here. I'll keep it for you. And, uh, of course, the uh, security of that is is that uh, if something happens to that treasure and the banks actually are insured themselves against that and so we look at our treasures and say, well, how secure are they? Well, if we put them in a bank, in a vault, we feel secure. If it's just money that we have, cash, deposits, so forth, we put it in the bank, and the bank then, or the federal government, insures it. FDIC insures it up to a certain amount, $100,000, sometimes $200,000. If something happens to the bank, then the government says, we'll give you the money back. So we've got our treasure, and we're trying to keep it as secure as we can. And that's what Jesus was talking about. He said, he said, be careful where you put your treasure. And then he said, where your, where your heart is, there is your treasure also. I want, I want to make one more statement before I go into that particular aspect of it. One is that, uh, that it, it's always been a problem for humanity as to where they keep their treasure, where they keep their mass wealth. And initially... Banks were not around in the time of Jesus. They didn't have a place where they could take money to a bank and, and take their treasure to a bank or to a vault and have somebody secure it. Where they took their treasure was to the temples of religious organizations at that time, to the idol's temple. And the priest then took charge of the treasure and kept it safe. That's the way they did it. They were the precursors of the bank system. Okay, so what we're saying is that they took their money. If Jesus is talking to these people, and they're not thinking banks like we're thinking. They're not thinking Fort Knox like we're thinking. They're not thinking of security on the Internet like we're thinking. 
When they're thinking about treasure being kept, they're thinking about keeping it at a temple. That's where they, that was their bank, basically. That was the one who was supposed to, the priest was supposed to, guard their treasures. That was a safekeeping. And as a matter of fact, after a while, they began to loan money on that. They began to loan, and that's where the, that's where the banking industry got its, its pattern from the temples. And the priests with the temples, they loaned money at interest. Okay. Now, at that point, what I want to say is this. Jesus talks about us putting our treasure somewhere. And he calls it treasures in heaven. Now, he's either telling us, and what we usually think of when we think of these texts, and the text says not to put our treasures on earth where moth and rust can corrupt or thieves break through to steal, but that we should put our treasures where our heart is. And what I'm wondering is, if we have the wrong idea of what he's talking about, is he saying that we make deposits in heaven? Is that what he's saying? Somehow you make a deposit of your treasure, stack it up somewhere in heaven? Well, we say, well, that's where your heart is. If your heart is after money, that, that's what he's saying here. Is he saying... Where the heart is, there is the treasure. Where the treasure is, there is your heart also. Meaning your heart is focused on that treasure. Or is he saying that your heart is where you put your treasure? Now that's what I think he's saying. The heart is the treasure chest. That's where you keep it. That's where you store it. That's where it's safe. Your heart. Now, in Luke chapter 12, he says we're, we're not to lay up treasures on earth, but he said we are to lay up treasures and provide bags which wax not old that were, that were in the heavens. So what are the bags that wax not old? Where are these bags where we put our treasure? He says that we can put our treasure in these bags and the moth and the rust can't get to it, they can't deteriorate, and thieves can't break through and steal. Okay, my idea is on this, and I think, I think uh, it's correct. My idea is, he's saying that your heart is the place where your treasure is. That's, that's, where, that's where you put your treasure, in your heart. Now the reason I say that is, because... Jesus, in talking about our relationship to God, he always uses the term heart as being the focal point of our relationship to him. Other texts indicate the same idea that the heart is the place where the treasure is, and that's where it's going to be kept safe. Because, for instance, Matthew chapter 12, verse 35 says, A good man out of the good treasure of the heart brings forth good things. Yes, both texts say where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. He may be identifying where the treasure is rather than where the heart is trying to take you. Think about the heart as a place where our heavenly treasures are kept. And that's why I think you have texts like Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, that says, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. 
The great mystery of the Old and New Testament is, where is the kingdom of God? Where does God reside? Now, the idea in, as uh, the New Testament unfolded is when Jesus came here, the idea was that everybody thought that God was going to be in a certain place. And so in the Old Testament, he commissioned Moses and Aaron, his brother, to build a temple for him where he could reside. Now that temple was a pattern of where God resides, not where he actually lives. Because Stephen, when he was preaching in Acts chapter 7, when he was preaching about the kingdom, he said, he said God dwells not in temples made with hands. So God doesn't dwell on this earth. And you remember when Jesus first approached the woman at Samaria? She said, our fathers say in this mountain is where we ought to worship God. But you said Jerusalem. And Jesus said, the day is coming where neither in this mountain nor at Jerusalem shall men worship God. But men shall worship God. We shall worship God in spirit and in truth for God is a spirit. So he's saying there's not actually a place on earth where the temple is. But as a matter of fact, the temple, remember now, the ancients kept their treasures in temples. Now, the New Testament tells us that the individual heart, the individual who is a believer in Jesus Christ, the heart of the individual is where God dwells. Therefore, that's his temple. So, we're looking at the treasure chest being the heart because that's where God is. He's in his temple. Now, this, this is stated in several different places in the New Testament. Uh, 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15 says, Sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. Now the word sanctify means set apart. Set apart God. Make sure you know He's in your heart. When, when Jesus came, people were expecting the coming of the kingdom. When is it coming? Where is it coming? What is it going to look like? Where can we come to see the king? And Jesus told everyone at that time when they asked about the kingdom, they said, is the kingdom soon coming? Jesus said, the kingdom of God is within you. Luke chapter 17, verse 21. It's within you. Now, we can follow that sequence and say, okay, if the kingdom is within you, then, then uh, basically God dwells in his kingdom in the heart of the believer. Now, that was the mystery. People wanted to know, where is the kingdom? And that's what, that's what the old Pilate was asking Jesus. He said, are you a king? And Jesus said, you have said it. He said, but my kingdom is not of this earth. So it's not like what you normally would think about. The kingdom of God rules in the hearts of people. So when you open your heart to the treasures of God, God comes into your heart through faith. It's the place where the Father and the Son dwell. 2 Peter chapter 1 at verse 19 says, We have more sure word of prophecy, whereunto you do well that you take heed as unto a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. The day star, Jesus is the day star. And here Peter's saying, the day star is going to rise in your heart. So Jesus is going to be in the heart of the believer. Ephesians 3.17 that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being grounded and rooted and grounded in love may grow up unto Him in all things. Now, 
What he's saying is that Jesus is in the heart. And that's where the Spirit of God lives, in the heart of man. And that basically, what, what I'm saying, and I think everybody will agree to this, or most will agree to this as you hear it, the kingdom of God is established in the hearts of believers. Galatians 4, verse 6, it says, Because you are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So, He is in our hearts. And Matthew chapter 12, 35 says, A good man out of the good treasure of his heart. So, you have a good treasure in your heart. We can acknowledge, let's, let's just acknowledge this, that as human beings... We keep our most valuable possessions in our hearts. That's where we keep them. If you have a treasure that you value highly, you say, well, I'm going to put this somewhere secure, and I'm going to commit it to someone who can keep it for me, I'm going to find the safest place I can get for it. And yet when we talk about what we really have and what really matters to us, we're talking about possessions of the heart. And in order to get the heart open to accept the treasure, we have to have some kind of key to it. Open the treasure. Revelation chapter 3 at verse 7. Think about this with me. It says, The angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things says he that is holy, he that is true, he that has the key of David, he that opens and no man shuts, and shuts, and no man opens. What do you think he's opening and shutting? He's opening your heart. He's the only one that can open your heart. So that was the mystery. When Jesus came to this earth, the hearts of individuals, as, as relating to God, was shut. But on the cross, Jesus opened the heart. And then the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit can come in. And of course, we would look at that and say, well, that's a great, those are great treasures to have in our hearts. Now think about this in Matthew chapter 16, and at verse 18 and 19, when uh, Jesus was talking to Peter and the apostles, and he said, I will give, a, he said, your name, is, your name is Peter, and I'll give unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. You know what he's talking about when he's talking about keys to open something? He's talking about keys to open the hearts of people. You couldn't open them. They were not open until the time that Jesus came. There was no way for God to get into the heart of man except when Jesus came and had the key of David and he opened it and he said, Peter, I'll give you the keys of the kingdom. What's the kingdom? The kingdom is... The individual believer. Now, Paul taught this in a couple of different places that, that are interesting to us. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, and I believe at verse 17, he said, Know ye not that you are the temple of God, the Spirit of God dwells in you? What did he say? You are the temple of God. So where is the treasure chest, or where is the treasure vault where we can bring our treasures? Well, it's in the temple. That's what they had. That was their bank, remember, the temple. So where do you put the treasure? You put it in the temple. Where's the temple? Jesus said, and Paul said, you are the temple of God. And he said the same thing in 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 19. You are the temple of God. 
Your bodies are the temple of God. You're not your own. So now you're the temple of God, and that's God's treasure house. You're in the temple. That's where he keeps it secure. You remember the old priest? That's where they took the money. That's where they took their treasures. To the priest at the old temple and said, keep this secure. Well, that's what he's talking about when he talks about us being the temple of God. We are the place where the treasure is, our hearts. Now, let's think about this. No one can get into our heart unless we actually invite them in. Your heart is a sacred place. Your heart is a place where you keep the things that are most valuable to you. Now, we all know this. And sometimes we have to be reminded of it. We have to be told, you know what? Life is more than silver and gold. We have to be told that. And we have to be reminded sometimes that if, if we don't have a whole lot on this earth, we don't have a lot of physical treasures that moth and rust can corrupt and thieves can steal, that the most precious things we have are our hearts and what we have in our hearts. As long as we keep our hearts fresh and clean and clear of unwanted debris, that's where God dwells and that's where we keep our treasures, our most important treasures. The heart is where we keep our heavenly treasures. So if I'm going to lay up treasures in heaven, what I'm going to do is I'm going to accumulate something where I can keep it and then I want to take it to heaven with me. I don't believe he's telling us to somehow make deposits up in heaven or something. I think he's telling us to make deposits here in our hearts. So that's where our treasure is. Where your heart is, where your treasure is, there's your heart. So this is back and forth. As long as we keep our hearts fresh and clean and clear, then we have a good place to keep good treasure. The, hearts is where, the heart is where we keep something that's worthwhile. And uh, the only thing that can rob us of that is if we allow that to happen. But otherwise, Jesus will help us keep our hearts. And he'll help us keep things good and clean. Now, we read uh, Matthew chapter 12, verse 35, that says, A good man out of a good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. An evil man brings forth out of the evil treasure of his heart evil things. He was talking about words. And he was talking about using good words. So we keep in our hearts, here's a treasure. I'm just going to detail some treasures that we have that we can keep. Someone said, well, okay. What sort of treasure do you put in your heart? Where do you put it? How do you put it in your heart? Well, this text tells us that we have good words that we can put in our heart. So we, we compile, we build up good words, which means that we, we have words that we can say that are beneficial to other people, that uh, bring about good thoughts, that will, will bring about good feelings in other people. So what we say, and we're told in Matthew 12, that we're going to have to give an account for every word that we speak, good or evil. So what we do is we, we pack our hearts full of good words, words that we can use to encourage, words that we can use to edify, words that we can use to help people rise up out of the doldrums of depression, words that we can use that will make people feel better. As a matter of fact, in James chapter 3, 
And at verse 9, the text says that, that with, with our words we can bless God or curse man. But we don't want to curse man. But we can bless God with our words because we can make Him happy. That's what the word bless means. We can make God happy with the words we use. That's a treasure. That's a treasure that we have. A, a good man out of a good treasure's heart brings forth good things. So we, we bring the good words. We think, all right, here I, I'm going to have to think of good things. I want to get rid of all the bad words and get some good words and actually pay some attention. If, if I've if got, got a treasure, and I think that's a treasure, knowing words that are edifying, knowing words that are help other people, knowing words that produce good thoughts and good deeds and, and good manners. The second type of treasure I would suggest to you is that we keep good memories in our hearts. Good memories. Memories of good times. Memories of good things. That's where you keep your best memories, isn't it, in your heart? You may have a picture album, and you go back through your picture album, and that helps remind you of things. But basically, the memories that you have are in your heart. That's, that's a good treasure, isn't it? Where your heart is, there's where your treasure is also. So your treasure is in your heart, and it's a good memory. It's a mental image of wonderful things and wonderful places and wonderful people and wonderful events. Now, you will cast out the bad things. You'll kick those out and try to forget those, but you want to retain the good ones, and yet that's what you'll do, and that's a good treasure that you put in your heart. And we also keep our hearts pure, and we put a treasure in our hearts in terms of good deeds. Now, that's where people think, well, if I do a good deed, I'm racking up some, I'm accumulating some coin up in heaven. That's what my good deed is going to do. And but that's what people look at this text and say, well, where your heart is, there's your treasure also, meaning that you're going to put some treasure up there instead of down here. Well, the problem is that, that uh, good deeds are not racked up in heaven. <laughs> we're, going to, we're going to be judged by what we do or haven't done, but we're not going to accumulate coin in heaven. But you will accumulate coin in your heart. You will. If you do good deeds. Our reputation and our self-esteem is kept in our hearts. The rich ruler was advised of this. Now listen to this carefully. Uh, there was a rich young ruler in, in uh, Luke chapter 18 that came to Jesus and said, Good master, what good thing must I do to have eternal life? And Jesus told him what he had to do. And the young man said, Well, I've done all these things, now what? And Jesus said, Okay, sell everything you have. Give the poor. Come and follow me. And you know what he said in relationship to that? He said, uh, you will have treasure in heaven. Come follow me. You know what that was going to do for that young man? It was going to make him a better person. Him giving of his abundance to those that didn't have would put a treasure in his heart. It would change his heart. It would make him better. You know, that's why Jesus said, lay up for yourself treasures in bags that do not wax old. He, and he said in Matthew chapter 5, verse 8, blessed are the pure in heart. And in Acts chapter 20, verse 35, Paul said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. In other words, 
When you give something to someone else and you share what you have, what that is doing is it's building a treasure up in you, making you a better person. Not that God is going to look at you in the final judgment and say, oh, I see you gave some money down here to somebody. Paul said, if, if, if he made the statement actually in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. He said, even if I give my body to be burned and have not love, it doesn't profit me anything. If I give my goods to, to the poor, it doesn't profit me anything. If I don't have love. What he was talking about was the condition of his heart. And we'll get to that in a minute. But when you give of what you have to someone else, what, what's happening is you are becoming better for it. When you share what you have with the poor, with someone else that doesn't have what you have, you are becoming a better individual and you are laying up a treasure in your heart for heaven. Now there's other treasures, of course, that are, that are extremely valuable that we put in our hearts. We keep our faith. That's where we keep our faith. Jesus has the key, the key of David. He unlocks the heart and he does that by faith. We walk by faith. We're saved by faith. And by grace we're saved through faith, that not of yourselves. Peter said that we have purified our hearts by faith. When he talked about the conversion of the house of uh, Cornelius, he said God had purified their hearts by faith. That's how your heart gets pure. So faith in your heart is a treasure. Christ dwells in your heart by faith. Ephesians 3.17 that we read a while ago. And He is a treasure above all others. He is the pearl of great price. So our hearts, when we open our heart and look for a treasure and, and something that we can think about it, what we are putting in our hearts is what we're going to take with us to heaven. That's our treasure chest. That's where we keep our treasure. And the one who secures that treasure for us, the one who guards it, is our high priest. And you know who that is? That's Jesus. Jesus is guarding his treasure house, his treasure chest. We're the temple. He's the priest. He's the one who sits upon the throne. We brought our treasure into our hearts. And Jesus said, I will take care of I'll take care of that. I'll keep it. And I'll keep you. And we'll bring that with you into heaven. That's, that's, a, that's a wonderful thing about this. The heart is where we keep Another valuable treasure, and that's the treasure of hope. We know that there are storms that are coming in this life. We know they come. And they, they come and they pass. And we know that difficulties arise and, and difficulties will soon subside. We know that there are troubles. Man that is born of woman is born under trouble. Like the sparks fly upward. So we know there's trouble in this world. And we know we're going to have problems. But the thing that gets us out of bed every morning is a thing that's called hope. And Jesus is the one who brought the hope to us and said, here's the treasure. Put it in your heart. Keep it there. You'll need it. Now, it's called in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19, and in the whole context of Hebrews 6, he talks about the high priest being Jesus. But in Hebrews chapter 6, he talks about the hope. And he said, which hope we have as an anchor of our soul. Jesus has given us the hope of heaven and he's planted that hope in our hearts and I say, well, that's a treasure. The Lord gave me a treasure. I found that one. I'm going to lay it up and I'm going to put it in my heart and I'm going to let the high priest over the temple guard my treasure. 
And then, of course, the greatest treasure I think that we have, that we can humanly have, is that of love. And it's, too, it's sad that, that people will open their hearts to love to someone, and they will, they will expose themselves in their most tender area, which is their heart, and the best part of them. They'll open that to someone who's going to abuse it. And then they'll abuse it, and they'll tear it up, and they'll destroy the, the feeling, the good feeling that was there before, and the, the trust and the confidence that person had. So that, that can happen. But Jesus will guard your heart. If you open your heart to him, he says, here's what you do. You love Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. Then you love your brother as yourself. You love your neighbor as yourself. Love endures. When everything else is gone, love is going to stay. It'll, it'll still be here. And love will persist when everything else fails. When everything in your life fails, love, love for God, love for your fellow man, love for your neighbor, your love is going to persist. It'll stay there. And it will overcome whatever obstacle you have, whatever obstacle and whatever, uh, whatever problem that you face in life. And difficulty, love will overcome it. It'll go overcome it. Paul said at the end of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, he says, Now abides faith, hope, and love. He uses the word charity in the King James. That's the word love. Faith, hope, and love. These three. But the greatest of these is love. So where do you put, put your treasure? Love is your treasure. Where do you put it? Where do you keep it? You keep it in your heart. That's, that's, that's very obvious. The treasures then, let, let me sort of summarize what I've said. First of all, uh, I believe that the text that we read to begin with, and I had another text that I wanted to show. See that one? <laughs> we, we like to think of wonderful treasures, wonderful, just all, all sort of riches. Those type of riches, of course, the moth and the rust can and deteriorate it. And thieves can break through and steal it. I, you know, I've, I've known people who've had their homes broken into and their treasures plundered. And they, they say that they feel like their very life has been violated. Well, can you imagine how you'd feel if your heart was plundered? That's where you keep your best treasures. Of course, uh, that, that I think happens when someone gets in your heart you let them in uninvited un, un, un or unexpectedly, and then they plunder your heart. What a devastating loss that is. But let's just go back and summarize. Jesus said, lay up your treasures in heaven. He said, that where the heart is, that's where your treasure is. So is he saying, and I think he is, he's saying that your heart is the place to put your treasure, because that's where your treasure is, your heart is. Then I say, and I think he's saying, you're the temple of God, and being the temple of God, that's where God is, and Jesus is. He, Jesus had the key of your heart, and he opened it. When you heard the gospel of Jesus Christ, you heard the, the appeal of your Savior, and you said, I believe you're the Christ, and you opened your heart to him by faith, and you allowed him to come in, and he brought his Father, and he brought his Son, and he brought all the treasures of heaven. He said, I, I can help you here. I can, we can build this up together. And I'll, I'll guard it for you. I'm the priest. I'm the high priest over this temple, and that's you. that was the old bank. I'm your I'm your bank. 
I'm your, I'm your uh, vault. I'll take care of this. Bring me your good words. Bring you your words. I'll make them good. Uh, bring me your memories. We'll make sure that your memories are pure and we'll toss out the old bad ones. Bring your good deeds. Bring the things that you do that's wonderful and we'll keep those in the treasure house too. Bring your hope. Bring your love. Bring your faith. We'll keep that. So the treasures, he said, that we can have are in the heart. Lay up your treasures. Provide yourself a bag, a bag that, that won't break. That doesn't sound very sturdy, does it? If I'm going to put my treasures in something, I don't think I'd put it in an old leather bag. I'd, I'd put it somewhere. But he says, you know what that bag is? It's your heart. Uh-oh, now then, I've got something that, that is sturdier than an old leather sack. I've got something that's sturdy enough to hold those treasures. My good words, the good deeds that I do, the blessed memories that I have, the faith that I have had brought to me by the gospel of Christ, the hope that's gendered in me, the hope of heaven, and the love of God and the love of my fellow man. These are my treasures, and I've got them in my heart. And we encourage you to lay up for yourself those top treasures in your treasure house.